Welcome to the Abundant Mind Show. I am your host, Dr. Jake Hansen, and today we have my mentors, my coaches, America's entrepreneurs, the most dynamic couple in the entrepreneurial world, Dr. Sean Dill, Dr. Lacey Book. Welcome to the show today, you guys. Excited to be here Thank with you. Thank you. Super excited in this new uh, format new format yeah. and venue for you. <laughs> yes. We're actually sitting on the 36th floor of the Skyline Building here in Indianapolis, here doing a mastermind and growing our businesses and our mindset. We want to talk about what are the things that you have to know as an entrepreneur, the things you didn't know you need to know in regards to money? So my first question to you guys right out of the gate, I mean, and, and for those that uh, that know you guys, I mean, you're, you're the owners and developers of the Black Diamond Club of Quest 7, one of the most incredible chiropractic franchises, most successful chiropractic franchises in history. I want to understand what experiences did you guys have as kids that either hindered or helped you with your mindset around money? I, so I love this question because I think so often people don't dive back into their history, their childhood to figure out where their um, current thought process about money came from. And literally, I always ask people, you know, what is the, your first memory of money? And one of my first memories of money, and I know that this shaped my lack mentality that I've worked so hard on to change. Um, one of my first memories of money was I was sitting down with my mom. It was one of the, she had one of those first for my dad's business, big checkbooks, you know, that you would flip through Mm -hmm. and it had all the rings and then you would write the check and you'd rip the check off and you'd keep the stub, right? And every time she would write the check, every time she would write it, she would say, I hope that this, this can get cashed. Mm. You know, like, I hope we have the money to be able to actually have this person be able to cash this check. What is this that you remember? Oh gosh. I'm really bad at this. I I must I must have been really young. I don't I was in middle school, wow. if I remember wow. correctly. And then she would always have me help her because I would take those little things and put them in order. And then we'd go back and see which ones were, were cashed. So we were literally watching every single penny and hoping and praying that when that check actually went to the bank, it went through. And that's the first words that I remember. And that really did shape me and and the way that I thought about money from that moment on. I mean, what a powerful thing. So did you find that there were, were there times that are in life where you have felt triggered by that? And if so, how did you overcome it? Yeah. And I think um, one of the things that I've learned over the course of time about a mindset is I truly had a lack mindset, not necessarily a scarcity mindset. And there's a clear difference. And people utilize the terms interchangeably. I see that a lot, but they're very, very different. Lack is, is we just do not have enough. We don't have enough to go to the store and purchase A, B, and C. We don't have enough to get new school clothes. Mm. We don't have enough to have you buy lunch at school all the time and eat that you know, a little personal pan pizza, like all of your friends, like we don't have enough. So for me, I got triggered every time I wanted something because it was, I don't know if I have enough, right? I don't know where it will come from because there's already not a, not enough. Can I make more? And so for a long time I would get money and I would hoard it because I was always worried that there wouldn't be enough. Yes. And we we know for a fact today that you can have absolutely everything you want in the abundance that you want. There's more than enough for everybody, right? Right. I mean, life isn't a zero-sum game. I gain money doesn't mean you lose money. You know, I take a breath, you don't lose a breath. What about you, Sean? What are some of your earliest memories of money that have helped hinder you or helped you to have the abundance mindset you have today in regards to money? Well, I just want to clean up on lack and scarcity. Lack is I don't have enough. Scarcity is there's not enough. Mm. So if money is scarce, there's just not enough. That's 
why none of us have very much. So if I had a scarcity mindset, that's talking about the global volume. There's just not enough for everybody. So if food is scarce globally, well, then, of course, we're all three going to be worried about it. But if food is abundant, but you lack food, we have enough, but you you don't, don't. right? And so... I think for me, my earliest memory is relative to having an allowance. My parents gave me an allowance. A lot of people probably remember this, um, but people probably don't think of it in the context of your question. It's an if-then statement. If you clean your room, then you get a quarter. If you mow the yard, then you get a dollar. And what that's teaching you is this is this linear exchange of value which that traps a lot of people into the nine to five. If I work eight hours, I, I get paid $10 mm-hmm. yes. an hour. I will make my $80, right? And so one of the things that if you truly understand the way that money works, it's exponential. It's geometric in the way that it grows. Um, and so I had to learn how to break free from that because it is not one-to-one. We're not living actually in a world, or most of us, it, definitely your listeners, in a world where you just input one and then you get out one. And that, that's a powerful concept to be able to understand and to be able to understand how do you, what is the con to begin with? And then how do you move through that concept? How does that, how does that move through you? So one of the things that, uh, that I see a lot is among entrepreneurs is they, they have the mindset of, you know, a lot of get that belief system. I can do this. And there's a major difference between wealth creation and wealth attraction. And one of the things I love about you guys is that abundance mindset. It's not just putting out, you know, to God in the universe, I'm going to collect a lot of money today. But can you give us some practical implications of the difference between a mindset of health or wealth attraction, money attraction, and then how to actually then create it? What comes first in your minds? Let me, I want to just break down this concept and then you can give some examples because this was something that I really struggled with that Sean was always really, really amazing at this kind of thought process of attracting money into your world instead of having to create it. And um, I remember very early on because I thought of money as linear as this equal exchange. For me, it was always, okay, I need some money. Like, so that means if I need a hundred dollars, I need to work this many hours to get the hundred dollars. Right. And And that was, okay, I'm going to create money out of the hours that I worked. That's how I'm going to create it. And what I realized being around Sean and watching how he thought about money and was able to attract money in his world is that the way that he thought was, all right, uh, let's say that we want to put a down payment on a house and it's going to cost us $60,000. Okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to build something that's going to attract $60,000 in. And I was like, that's the crazy, instead of saying, okay, I have to work this many hours in order to create that, I'm going to create something that actually just attracts that exact amount that I want in. And I thought that's the craziest thing because he thought about it so differently than I ever saw it. And so I was always trying to create the money. He was trying to create the thing to attract the money, right? So it was very, very different. What a yeah, very different way of thinking. Yeah. But that's the difference between wealthy-minded people and poor-minded people. Right. We're not talking wealthy-poor, but the mindset around that. Correct. That's a powerful concept. Yeah. Well, I think in a, um, an example of that, you have opposites attract, positive and negative. Um, so you are attracting based off of the value that you're able to provide into the world that counter-arrests or solves for a problem that the world has. If, you, if you're like, man, people really need more electricity. I have a plan to convert the sun into electricity. Well, this is extremely valuable. Now you're in the, in the space where you're attracting. This is not to say that you thought like, well, I would have to create 
1.3 million solar panels. That's very different mm -hmm. versus I'll have to solve for this problem. Once I have solved for the problem, now I have a, a, a vehicle that will attract, attract wealth into my life. And so I think, you know, we're always saying solve people's problems and they will pay you later. Um, you, you have to come up with solution sets for people and it has to be necessarily problems that they are actively trying to solve, not problems that they don't know they, they have. have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you guys have been able to, as we followed you guys for years and years, I mean, you guys are authors of an incredible book. You have an incredible podcast and then your business podcasts. When money came to you, what was one of the most outlandish or unexpected ways that it came to you that now is, that at first was maybe a foreign thought, but now is like, this is just common for us? Well, I think the the world of e-commerce, the exchange of, of finances through the internet, you know, we come from a brick and mortar background where people would pay you money for a service. Understanding um, content creation, exchange of information, um, access, mentorship. Um, we did a, um, during the pandemic, was it during the pandemic? We did a, a virtual workshop where we, and that was one of the examples. We were um, trying to build the down payment for a house during the pandemic. We did this virtual workshop. Um, and we had um, $1 million collected in one day during one of these workshops. Um, well, that was an interesting um, thing to happen, something that expands your mind um, as to what's possible. Of course, we still had to service it on the backside. Right. But, you know, and, and it just, we did that from our basement, right? And that's what's pretty crazy to think. Like, we never even left our house and were able to do that. So, Powerful. And I, I was thinking, and I thought about your question differently, I guess, because I was thinking about overlap agreements. Mm. Like that was an interesting way to okay. earn money that we, for a very long time, um, never even thought about until we met uh, Dave Meltzer, who mm -hmm. taught us this concept. Because we always, you know, were about relationships and collaboration and making sure that we offered the people that we serve um, great products that would help them uh, attract more wealth into their world. But then there's this idea that you can still, because you're providing value for a bunch of people, you can still be paid on that and that's okay. And I don't think we thought about it for a very long time. So we've been teaching that concept now that it has worked for us to our clients to show them the power of collaborations, but also having an agreement in exchange and being able to earn money while you're sleeping. Uh, you know, I, I find one of my talents is being able to connect people saying, Hey, right. you have this talent, you have this major need. And instead of just making it happen, how, how would one go about making, uh, connecting someone that needs someone else's value and being able to benefit from that yourself? Well, you find um, other verticals that your clientele um, is consuming. Mm -hmm. Let's say that I printed business cards. So for every um, every card that I printed, it had your name, your email, had a Gmail email, and in your phone number. And so I might ask you, like, hey Jake, do do you have a website? Not because I do websites, but I noticed that on your business card, you didn't list a website. And you might say, you know, yeah, it's one of those things like I've been thinking about it, or you know, I have one. It's not very good, so I don't like to put it on my business card. But then I might say, like, well. Jake, you know, my, my buddy James, he builds phenomenal websites. In fact, one of the things I noticed is that most of my clients that I print cards for that have their website listed, 
they I asked them who did your website and they they all say James. So if you'd like, I'd love to make an introduction. And what the thing is is I had previously gone to James and said in my line of business and business cards, I notice a lot of people come in here and they don't have websites listed. And the number one reason why they don't have websites listed is because they don't have a website or they're embarrassed about their website. So would it be okay if I send those people to you so that you can do their website and would it be fair if maybe I took 10% of the business of that, the I, business send that I send you, right? And so I'll be happy to make the referrals, you know, whatever you charge on the website, you know, if we maybe share in a 10% overlap, um, that would be great. And likewise, I'd be happy to give you 10%. So if people are getting websites done, you might say, look, now that you have this website, you're probably really excited and you may want some business cards. You might want to go down and talk to my buddy, Sean, uh, because he, he does phenomenal 24 hour turnaround on business cards. And so we are able to now exchange business. And this really works well. Um, a lot of people struggle with this inside the healthcare space. It really works well outside of the healthcare space. But a healthcare provider could be also finding other verticals, gyms, um, cryotherapy, cryotherapy yeah. you know, spas, things like that, where you are engaging in some sort of an overlap agreement. So why is it, do you think that, because um, a lot of people you know, want to be able to give, but we can't give out of the abundance we don't have. Why is there a sense of guilt or selfishness that can come from that? And why is that detrimental to your, your money and your abundance mindset? I think that's taught. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that happens. It's taught when you are young. Shame. Um, yes, we, we culturally, it's very prevalent in certain cultures, um, more so than others, but almost every culture has some degree of this where, you know, we even tell our kids like, you know, don't be so braggadocious. You know, when you hit a home run, you know, you're not, don't mm. flip the bat. Don't, you know, don't act like you're someone that you're not all of these things. And so we really temper down this idea of success. We don't like that. When we see other people finding success, we will tell um, our kids like, you know, don't be like Johnny, like see how, brag like yeah, see how he's like just bragging. And what did he, he hit a single? And then he was like, like doing a dance at first base. That like, makes don't the do other that. kids not feel good. Yes. You hear those things, So I think that's right? learned yeah. a lot. And then we translate it because then we're not comfortable when you got a promotion. You're not comfortable when you made your first million or your 10th million. You don't, you're afraid that other people are going to react to you in that same way. Yeah. And I was going to say, but that's a very limiting belief, right? I mean, yes. when you're, when you feel that way and you feel negative emotions around something, shame or guilt or the fear of being judged, I mean, then that means that you can't fully step into the thing that you're trying to attract, right? If you're trying to attract money into your world, but you have, you're vibrating at that level of shame and guilt, you'll never be able to attract the money that's actually necessary for you to serve more people. Yeah, and that, that is a powerful concept and being able to recognize that. Uh, I know my wife and I, we've, we've created, you know, thanks to um, some, you know, the Gottman method and thanks to Brian Bogart, we've been able to create some trigger papers mm -hmm. of, of why we triggered around this concept around money. Mm -hmm. Why did you have this mindset? Why do I have that? But being able to identify so we can root it yeah. is key and then just practice putting it into place. I have one more question for you guys that uh, I, I know our viewers are super excited to hear. So, what is an undervalued but indispensable tool you guys have both discovered now that you will never ever, as far as the foreseeable future goes, do without when it comes to creating money? Oh, relationships. I mean, that for me is super easy. Um, the value, the intrinsic ability to create money from relationships is massive. And I think that 
most people undervalue because they are looking at relationships in terms of what can I get? Like, oh, I'd love to, you know, I'm, I'm looking for referral partners that can refer me business. Um, Lacey and I love to look for collaborative partners with whom we can collaborate. So now it's a true win-win. Like, why don't we make something together? You mentioned Brian Bogart. We're working on a collaborative course together. Um, so, you know, what he's doing is great. So we could get into a scenario where we refer him business and that would be fantastic. And he could refer us business. But to me, the real value is if we learn how to synergistically create something together you know, maybe we share it 50-50. Um, we are exposing it to both audiences, so our reach doubles by mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and we are going to make more money and impact more people um, by doing things together. Powerful. So since I have to give a different answer, although I love that one, yes. you aren't able to attract money into your world, have great collaborative relationships, be successful in business if you can't get your mindset right. If you can't control what's going on in your head in between these two ears, everything else becomes very difficult. And so one of the tools that I created a long time ago and I I give to all my clients and utilize myself is something called the evidence journal. So often we get into a space where we can't see the evidence around us that we're moving towards our goals or moving in the right direction or that money is abundant and it's all around us. And so all you do literally is you just write down the thing that you're trying to focus on, trying to go after, trying to see the mindset that you're trying to change. And every night before you go to bed, you write down the evidence that the universe provided you that day that you're getting closer to that. And that's super powerful in getting that mindset right, getting that vibration right, thinking appropriately to have the things that you desire. You know, and that that, that totally ties into, you know, success is a choice. It doesn't happen by chance. Mm -hmm. When you are choosing to do those things, when you're choosing to, instead of thinking lack, thinking how can I collaborate um, in order to be mutually benefit and grow that, that that is that is the uh that's the chemistry gold mine that makes things happen mm-hmm. um yes thank you so much for teaching us about relational capital thank you so much for teaching us about mindset about how we need to identify where it moves through us where where it started with us and that there is always enough abundance for absolutely everyone to have everything dr sean deal dr Lacey buck you guys thank you so much if you are an entrepreneur that is looking to take your practice and your mindset to the next level, we will show you how you can scale it and grow it even faster with more people because there is absolutely enough for absolutely everyone, especially you.